everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, Robbie, I was doing okay. And then I watched this episode, and I was sad. And that's pretty much how things have gone for me. I was doing not okay. Uh, I have had I have not had power for parts of this week uh, when it was very, very cold here in Texas. Luckily, I have power now so I can record this podcast. But unfortunately, I had to watch this episode. Uh, and it made a bad week worse. Um, I, This is my literal text message to Matt when we were trying to schedule this around my power outages. And I said, so do I choose when Al Jean gets to punch me. And that is what this episode is. It is Al Jean punching you in the stomach. I mean, that's fairly charitable, honestly. It's That's a nice way of putting it. Considering the terrible, terrible things that are happening in my in my state right now, Madison's episode is pretty low on my on the totem pole of like terrible things in the world, but it is still bad. Um, They're real bad. Hi guys, we are we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, appreciate everyone in there who supports us. The people who pledge at the five dollar level got to hear my Macho Man impersonation. Uh, let's talk about wrestlers. Yep, good and bad. Uh, this week's episode is Home Away from Homer, episode GABF15, originally aired May 15th, 2005, written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Bob Anderson, received a 5 rating with 9.7 million viewers, the chalkboard gag, a booger is not a bookmark. I would agree. Ew. Yeah, yeah, don't do I that to your, too. don't do that to your, like, I maim my, my, the books I do own, I do maim. I'm not gonna lie, I I dog ear and and bend pages and 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 break spines and do all terrible things. But no, but putting boogers on your pages—that's just a bridge too far, man. Don't do that. Um, couch gag. Couch is the lure of an anglerfish, which eats the family when they sit on it. This is a repeat. We have seen this one already this 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 year. It's not bad. It's all right. You know, it's still creative. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, this episode guest stars briefly Jason Bateman as himself. And so briefly and so wasted. It is so insane to me that Jason Bateman, a tremendously talented comedic actor, and they just have him play a lame version of himself, like appearing on a for like 15 seconds. It's just like, been... was he walking through the, the the studio one day and someone's hey Jason come say this line for us real quick and he's like okay and just did it and then they animated something around it afterwards. I don't like, know. Jason Bateman would be one of those actors I would love to have as a guest star for an entire episode. He would be so great at something. I don't. I don't know, Matt. I don't know if they just went. What celebrity can we get today? This episode. Oh, it. Because frankly, it could have been anyone. The Jason. Jason. As long as they are a a are a celebrity, that's all that matters. It is not particular to Jason Bateman in any way. Okay, this episode's miserable, guys. And I've had a miserable week. Buckle up. So, Robbie's going to be cranky, and so am I. <laughs> that's what begins with Lisa listening to NPR. You're listening to Nationwide Public Radio. It's now 2 o'clock. Time for Verbal Tea with Amy Levine Gonzalez. Oh, boy! This is what sunny Sunday afternoons are for. <laughs> Today, we'll discuss a dying form of Peruvian banjo music with Dartmouth banjologist Stefan Whitmore. It's just, uh, it's not that good. In our second hour, 
Humorous David Sedaris takes a wry look at overcrowding in America's prisons. Prison overcrowding? I've got a solution for that. <laughs> ah! Oh my god! <laughs> USA! USA! <laughs> but first, we're giving away tickets to the latest film by acclaimed director, Ladswill Clarent. <gasps> Her films are so lyrical, the phone lines are going to be jammed. Winner of the Romanian Film Festival's prestigious Golden Bucket. Holy crap, someone's actually calling. Yes, because that's how things are on NPR. There are so few people that call in that they're incredibly surprised when someone actually does. I I don't I don't this 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 episode is there is not a moment in this entire ep- well okay there there may be a couple moments I I did laugh here I'll be honest about this I laughed a couple times in this episode but that does not make this episode make any more it does not make sense at any point none of it nothing happens in it makes sense and it is almost entirely disconnected from a a any real world that I or you live in it barely reflects bare, it can. It can it briefly reflects reality, largely in like momentary glimpses, and then it's just back to this insanity. None of it makes sense. Um, so Lisa wins tickets to this this film. This is this art film, this art house movie called Kosovo Autumn. It's an Albanian movie, and uh, we see Homer leave Flan- leave Maggie with Flanders. Flanders is like it's just so bizarre to me. Like Flanders is in a bathtub when Homer goes into the house. I know, and Homer, to his credit, is not super homophobic about it. He's just like, "Hey, Flanders, you're in the bathtub. I'm going to ignore that fact and talk to you anyway." He's also, but and Flanders is wearing a swimsuit in the tub. But why? Why is he in the tub at all? Like, why do we frame this scene around Flanders in a bathtub? Is it solely because they have a joke about him wearing a, a swimsuit? I think it's a joke about how Homer completely ignores anyone else's boundaries. And they just came up with the swimsuit one. Maybe they had those two jokes and decided they'd combine them. Who knows, really? Okay. So, he leaves Maggie with Flanders. None of this matters. None of this matters to the plot. I want to make this very clear. This None of this needs to happen. They go to an indie theater. They make jokes about indie theaters. Um, they have no video games there. But they do have uh, some gay newspapers or zines or whatever they are. And Bart is enthralled by them. Um, the film is the film. The the family complains about the movie because it's not English, and there's subtitles. And I am the worst audience in the world for this joke. Yeah. Uh, because there's not even a, a a moment where I'm I have patience for this. Uh, and especially this week, there I did laugh about the guy eating an apple and offering a piece to Homer, and Homer reluctantly taking it. That made me laugh. Because I'm the, I am Homer in that situation where, like, I don't necessarily ever would be the guy who would cut up an apple. But if someone offers me a piece of apple, I'm going to take it. I mean, I'm not really about to take food from strangers, really. But, you know, an apple's probably It's an probably apple. Good. It's not like that guy made the apple, Matt. You never know what he did to it before it got in there. I'm not I'm not too worried about that apple. Um, but they're. There, it's a it's an art house movie, and so it shows like it's a showing people some dudes in wartime. It it's it's just like oh, suffering is life, and all that kind of that kind of stuff. Most modern art. This is a, a new film. I don't think it would really be like that. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter because um, this is mostly to show Flanders now with Maggie reflecting on what they're calling humble. 
figurines instead of Hummel. They're Humble figurines. Okay. I I don't really see Flanders as that guy, but sure. Flanders has often had the, the one they push weird predilections on. I mean, we saw his Beatles collection, which makes zero sense, but okay. I... Matt, they're like, and that's forgotten, by the way. That's completely that that, that existed oh, for one works. episode, and this will also exist for this sole episode. Um, but yeah, some figurines. Actually, actually, wait, wait, wait. There was one episode that involved the Rapture where uh, Ned had beetle boots on for some reason. Fair enough. Not not last week's episode that involved the Rapture, though. No. Good to know. Not. Of course not. Um, but he has his hum- humble humble figurines, which are very similar to the humble figurines in real life. But Homer has broken most of them. And left a note? Yeah, just saying, my bad. Okay. I Homer is a despicable monster in this episode, by the way, too. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They come back from the movie. Uh, Marge offers to pay Ned for the babysitting. Marge, uh, but uh, but Ned refuses. He's like, I'm not going to take money from a neighbor. Um, but then this is how we introduce the plot, I guess like five minutes into the episode where Ned needs money. That is what this, this is about sort of, but don't worry. It doesn't last very long because it clearly is not what this. Okay. This is what this episode does, Matt. Five minutes meandering crap. Then we get Ned needing money. Okay. I want to remember. I want you to remember that, Matt. Okay. Ned needs money. The Lithorium's not doing so hot because left Mark came to town. (laughs) Every time they mention uh, the the Leftorium, it's it's some kind of competition. And it, at one point, it was downsized to a mall cart. I mean, can't Flanders be doing okay? It doesn't. See, the, this is the thing, Matt. It doesn't matter. None of this no, matters. Not at all. They they could just. This is just a joke about large corporations that makes no has no bearing on the plot. None. Of, this doesn't matter at all. Ned. It's they set up the fact. Ned needs money. Ned is struggling with his family. Ned needs money. So, Marge, he doesn't want to take Marge's money for babysitting, but however, Marge is like, you have this big house, you could rent out a room. You could, uh, Airbnb. <laughs> that's what Marge says. So, Ned decides, hey, that's not a bad idea. I do have an extra room we can rent out. Uh, we get a little scene with some interviews. I need a place to crash when my mom's drying out. Well, I'd love to help you out, but you do have to be over 18. I am. Check out my ID. Wait, this is my license. No, it's not, you hump. (laughs) Well, I do appreciate that you've got a cashier's check. Now, do you have any pets? (laughs) I am Katya, and this is Vicky. We make much study at community college. We're, like, here about the room. We moved out of our dorm because it was, like, co-ed. Sometimes we saw the boys in their robes. You poor thing. Now, I've heard about those robes. <laughs> Flapping everywhere. Girls, welcome to your very own Ned and breakfast. Silly talk means yes. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. So, Matt. Mm-hmm. Two community college girls. They're running out this room. Of course. One is has a vague, like... I guess Russian, Eastern European accent. It doesn't. They never nailed down. It doesn't matter, honestly. No, it's I just, not important. It's just one does, and one is just, I guess, American. It's hard to tell. Um, 
it's just all of this is just maddening so they put they immediately like they have not been in their own room for more than maybe 20 minutes when they take out a webcam and start and 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 start posing for it that is there's a brief moment where they pose for this webcam like fully closed then we cut over to bart and millhouse on a computer in bart's room Bart has a computer now? Well, of course. I mean, this is the, what, mid-2000s? Every kid should have a computer in the room. If I had children, I would not let them have their own computer. Um, It doesn't matter. And it doesn't, like, Bart doesn't have his own computer most of the time, except for this episode, because they need it for this specific plot. That is the actual answer. Right. There are so many things. Lisa that... has always had her own computer, but Bart does not, except for this. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They like there's so many things in this episode. They're just like, oh, the plot dictates it, so it's there. So they they uh, are searching in Ask Jeeves, and they find they find a banner ad for sexyslumberparty.com. Okay. Sexy? Well, I just want to point out that it's really impressive they were able to get that URL. I mean, I imagine that was taken very early on in the history of the internet. I don't know, Matt. I've not tried to go to sexyslumberparty.com because I imagine it is pornography right now, um, which is fine. That's the uh, like this whole episode is just like so insane to me. So they Bart and Milhouse go to sexyslumberparty.com and they find the cam show that these two girls are putting on. Now, this incredible depraved pornography they have on their <laughs> website, Matt, is incredibly depraved pornography incredibly depraved pornography where they are dressed in pajamas and are lightly hitting each other with pillows it's so awful i mean how could anyone ever it want to watch that's a depraved the thought it is so oh my god not two children seeing two women hit each other with pillows fully dressed oh no Robbie, i just want to I, I just want to report i have attempted to go to sexyslumberparty.com uh, is apparently not secure. The HTTPS link did not work, but there does appear to be a website there, but it's taking too long to respond, so I can't actually pull up the web page. Oh, so no. I, maybe it just, it's registered in another country or something, or uh, in another country. I don't know. Okay. Well, they they see this, Bart and Milhouse see this incredible depraved pornography with two women fully dressed hitting each other with pillows, uh, and they love it. They are, they just, they, they're going crazy. Um, we go to commercial at eight minutes and 28 seconds. Eight minutes, 28 seconds. Uh, yes. And when we come back, uh, we find that Homer catches the boys watching the show. And uh, he is very angry at them at first. But when they point out that Flanders doesn't know, and Homer is able to use this as a bit of schadenfreude, uh, he finds it hilarious. He kicks the boys out and begins to watch at this point anywhere. But then he begins to tell the entire town. Uh, he goes to excuse me, the Cookie Mart with a laptop to show up who, for where's, some reason. Where's that laptop come from? Can I ask that? Uh, unimportant, Robbie. Incredibly unimportant cool. for this episode. Cool. Got it. <laughs> so uh, while he's there, uh, I believe it's it is a Mo who walks by and gets really excited by it and thinks, oh, this is great, I believe. <sighs> and then uh, throughout this the whole town ends up knowing, uh, but it only becomes to a head when Marge uh, finds out and forces Homer to tell Ned what's going on. She doesn't tell Ned herself. She forces Homer to do it. What are you two doing? Uh, uh, we're watching the latest photos from Mars. Oh, great stuff. Worth every billion. Oh, 
bar. Turn away from that screen and look out the window. <laughs> no problemo. <laughs> oh, it's happening in Ned's house. Why would he allow that? Well, that's obvious. He doesn't even know. Come on, are you telling right now? Ned, Homer has something to tell you. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a yogurt franchise. It's called Plops and... You know what I mean. Okay, Landers, you see... You softcore sophomores took advantage of my trustful nature and sullied the internet by putting pornography on it. Get out! <gasps> the whole town is laughing at me behind my back. I guess you're the only real friend I have. Are you kidding? Homer's the one what wised us up to the sexy goings-on. Homer, is this true? Ned, I had no choice. It was just so funny. The Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. But all I got was a bunch of soggy bread. Mmm, soggy bread. Don't say it, Homer. This is not the time. Ed. Uh, one, I don't think Ned is using that particular verse correctly. But still, as we can see, everyone knows. And now Ned is very upset with what the entire town has done to him. And here we I, get I, to, I, once I, again. I, I can't, Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ned is upset because two women are in are renting a room in his house and are fully clothed in it and hitting each other with pillows. Is that is that why he's upset? That's exactly what happened. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's exactly what we're at. Okay. So that is I, I just, I'm like I just don't I don't like I have no idea why Ned is this is not I cannot emphasize enough how this is not even close to pornography. It is not even like <laughs> I don't. I'm not. This could be shown as it was on primetime television. There are on a network. Even you watch like any. You could watch like watch a Two and a Half Men or whatever back in the day. Like I'm fairly certain that show or uh, Big Bang Theory. Like all the shows had way more sex appeal than this timid, this most like. And I, I, I like. Like, it also is mildly shameful towards sex workers in general, but whatever. I'm not going to try and tackle that giant ball yarn because this episode doesn't even care. This episode becomes, it has nothing to do with about these these two women ever again. It just, it just, it departs from there. It just flies away. Whee! Right. <sighs> and I think, I think their intention was that uh, this website does show other things, but that's all they could show. But we're going to move past that because of all the other horrible things that are going on. So at this point, the plot turns. Uh, this could be a whole episode about uh, the town losing Ned's trust and trying to win him back or uh, Ned becoming fed up with Springfield and forcing him to kind of change. But no, at this point, the plot becomes Ned decides he's going to move away and he's going to move to Humbleton, Pennsylvania, where they make the little figurines. Eh, you see the, when they introduced those things back in the first act and now they're going to, you know, act on that. Yeah, Matt, that's I want to. This is so. Ned's upset because no one in the town told him that these two ladies are doing whatever they want in the room they've rented, which is their right, I will add. Um, but I mean, he could have had something to lease in the room about no commercial activity, but that's exceedingly rare in residential contracts. I was going to say, I don't think Ned would be doing that. But you remember how Ned didn't have any money? Mm-hmm. Literally is why he rents out his room. He doesn't have any money. So right. on a whim, he 
sees this humble humble figurine, flips it over, and sees where it's made, and just decides to move there. Yes, because moving is free. It doesn't take a lot of time and effort and a ton of money, especially when you're buying and selling houses, as it is obvious that Ned is. Okay. Okay. So, uh, moving on. Lisa and Marge convince Homer that he needs to apologize, because obviously he has been a jerk, and he you know, needs to make this up to Ned. Unfortunately, it's too late. Uh, the Flanders are gone. They left a note saying why uh, they are gone, and Homer is sad, even though, honestly, he always seemed to want Ned to move, but sure for this episode to work homer has to be said uh, meanwhile can a I, new I, I'm, here. I'm gonna inter- I'm, a, I'm gonna interrupt you a thousand times today i can't okay they have a scene they they could have a scene here a love they could have a scene where ned delivers the news to homer he says homer i'm moving and tells him why and says you've root you have you've uh and give us some like like there's nothing here like, that makes any kind of sense. He's leaving the town because people knew that some ladies were in his house. Like, I don't know what the heck is going on. Ned is acting like a nutcase right now. Like, I don't care how much Everyone's Ned... acting like a nutcase? That is true. Don't single out Ned. They're all crazy. That's true, but it feels like but moving your, like, entire existence because, oh, they didn't tell me that the ladies in my house were on a, a webcam. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, you could have had a scene here. Where Ned, where Homer goes over to say, Ned, you should stay. You should don't. What, I'm sorry. Apologize. Uh, but and Ned goes, we're le- and and let's say and like Ned could be packing into a moving vehicle or, or you know, doing something and like, what are you doing? Ned? And Ned tells him, well, you've ruined my trust. Blah, 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 blah. I thought I could trust my neighbors. And it, it just tells me what kind of town Springfield's in. Um, I'm, I, I don't have the money. We're I'm selling the house. I'm getting out of here. Um, and you could have had an earlier scene where we actually see what Humbleton is like. Somehow, some way, show us what Humbleton is. Not just, oh, it's a place where they make figurines. Give us a little bit more. That's all, all Ned needed. It was just to know that they made the figurines there. Makes, it's just it, absolute bananas. It could just be, a, it's Pennsylvania. It could just probably just like a, a steel belt factory town. But whatever. But they converted that factory to make figurines, obviously, and yeah. around it. I mean, it, it almost feels like it's supposed to be halfway between that and and a, a Mennonite community or a Pennsylvania Amish community. I don't. It doesn't. But, it. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, man. I never at any one point in this episode. I have no clue what's going on. We never know. It's fine. So, uh, the new neighbor moves in to where Flanders used to live. Uh, Marge wants to make a good impression. Uh, on the neighbor as they see him moving in. So Homer puts Bart in the yard on a chain and a dog collar. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make this clear, man. This is a scene that happens in this episode. Uh-huh. Bart on a, on a, on a, on a, wearing a collar on leashed by a chain to a stake in the yard across from Santa's little helper. And they fight over a water bowl with Bart's name on it. And Bart, Rolls over on his back to show uh, Sans Little Helper's belly and says, I submit, I submit. After they fight over a water... Causes Sans Little Helper, a dog, to roll his eyes at Bart. Bart has a water... a dog bowl with his name on it. So you're telling me that Homer... <laughs> did... I just... It just... Why? Why include this? It's not funny. It's embarrassing. I can't imagine... What is that? What? Please continue, man. Okay. 
just wanted you to have your moment. It's fine. So uh, Homer goes over to meet the new neighbor, and it is very readily apparent that uh, he is an awful person. Hi, I'm Homer Simpson. I live next door. Um, and, um, so, is that your whistle? Damn straight. Clay Roberts. I coach wrestling, so everybody calls me coach. Uh, listen, uh, neighborino, I want to start our relationship off on the right foot, so if you need anything, anything at all... Huh, what Jagoff left this here? Just to clarify, at the end there, uh, Coach got rid of Flanders' welcoming welcome mat and put down one that said ring bell for free ass kicking. So they are not at all doing anything to dissuade anyone from this. Realizing that he is a jerk straight off. I, I, it's, it's like, I don't know what, like, it could be interesting to have like a new neighbor that would be like, oh, it's different from Flanders, but what is this? This is just like, I don't have a big meathead guy who's a bully. Like, Well, yeah, they want to say, okay, what is the opposite of Flanders when it comes to a neighbor and how will Homer react to that? And I'm going to go ahead and get into this. This is two different episodes that get jammed together and it almost makes sense, but either one could have been a far more interesting episode on its own. Uh, one of them is the one we're seeing right now with Flanders moves away, someone else moves into his place and Homer realizes how great he had it with Flanders as a neighbor. The other episode is the one we just left in which uh, Ned has the two girls in his house and the whole town is laughing at him behind his back and they need to get back into his good graces once he realizes and becomes angry and the town realizes how important he is. But putting them together robs either of them or of any sense of emotional weight because it's a complete and utter wash at the end of this episode and i think that's what really makes me upset about it i there's like three dozen episodes in this in this one episode like there's so many different right, plot threads <laughs> so many plot threads and it's just i don't care about any of it like i don't care like there's never a point of this where it makes any any like what like why is any of this happening why is what is this doing it does it's not building towards anything most of the jokes are they they thud they don't land um it's so challenging it i'm literally going to tell you this is a literal thing that happened i was watching this episode with headphones on paying attention and my wife was coming up behind me uh i did not hear her uh, and i'm just watching this and i sighed and then she tapped me on the shoulder and said are you okay and <laughs> and i was like you know in the context of our week a Simpsons episode is not that bad, but I'm just like, I was just like, this is what this is. This is just, it's just the Simpsons now. And I was just, I was just like, I just, I was just sighed so loud and like, Hey, it's not, it's just what this is. It's just nonsense. I can't, I don't, I don't see what you say is like, Oh, they could have taken either of these episodes and made a good episode. No, they're incapable. They are incapable of telling a cohesive story. They just, they can't do it. They, like, it's not complicated, and they don't, so it tells me they can't. Well, how's, how's, what is Humbleton like, man? Tell me about Humbleton. So, at this point, uh, Ned and the boys arrive in Humbleton, and it is a picturesque, uh, 
Bavarian town. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like it's somewhere in Germany. Everyone is incredibly helpful and sweet, but we, we don't really get more than just a quick glance at it before we go back to uh, Homer and Coach. Because Flanders literally arrives, and we it's not until Act 3 we even see anything of Humbleton and why Ned would have a problem there. Although, thankfully, that's most of Act 3. But real quick, I just wanted to point out how awful uh, Coach is uh, because the next day when Maggie is fussy and trying to take a nap, Homer goes over to ask Coach to tone down his music. And, well, if you want to know how awful Coach is, the Simpsons are here to show you. Hey, Coach, do you mind turning down the music? My baby's trying to take a nap. That's too bad, because my twins are just waking up, dude. Encourage me. Looking good. Feel the burn. Louder! You're a god! I can't think of any more. Just say go, go, go. Go, go, go. Say it like you mean it, you what? So, yes, uh, they're really pouring it on thick uh, because they have to, because they can't. This episode, this part of the episode with Homer versus the bad neighbor is so short. They don't get time to actually develop into a real uh, character uh, uh, disagreement or a real character um, conflict. They have to make Coach into the most awful person alive. Uh, and with that, we go to a commercial. I, why is he lifting weights on the lawn? I don't know. I've seen people do it in their garages because there's more space out there, but that's it, going to rain. Garage makes perfect sense, Matt. Exactly. Why on, like, is, and this is the thing I actually is quite possible, has no one who wrote for The Simpsons at the time ever worked out in their life? Have they ever lifted weights? They, like, you don't. It will, it's iron, it will rust if you lift weights in the yard. Like, what are you, oh, benches are heavy. You can't just move them around like that. Like, I don't... No, Robbie, obviously his is made of wood. <laughs> like, just have him working out in the garage. Can we just put... A, it's just these little tiny things that just don't make sense. And if there was one, one of them in isolation, I wouldn't care. But when there are just so many of them, it just overwhelms me. We come from back from commercial... And we find out that Ned is going to work in the figurine factory in Humbleton. Because apparently that's the only job in Humbleton. I, how does... We don't see him apply. For, we don't see him get interviewed. We don't see him apply. We don't even say him say the words, I'll work in the figurine factory. Like, he is just working there. He just shows up. They don't up. have time, Robbie. I don't care they if they don't have about time. on the lawn as a dog. There was five minutes of them going to an indie theater at the beginning of this mo- at the beginning of this episode. I don't care. They don't have time. It is just bananas to me. They don't even have an establishing shot of Flanders working in the factory, working at the figurine place. They're, they don't even establish it. It is just bananas to me. It is the most simple, basic thing in the entire world, and it is jump right over it because they think they're funny because because matt oh because the figurine factory says sure you can start work but before you work here gonna have to shave off your mustache your your hippie lip hippie lip (sighs) why Uh, i because they need a reason for flanders to not fit in the rest of this episode where where Flanders doesn't fit in makes no sense at all. Flanders is the kind of person who would love pointless laws foisting his uh, you, you, uh, customs and, and requirements on other people. That's the kind of guy he is. Uh, I mean, the whole thing uh, – what, what actually pushes Flanders over the edge is in this episode is that uh, 
he sees people upset that his mailbox flag is not up or down. Flanders is the kind of person who would love that kind of distinction, so it doesn't make any sense. This this writes itself, Matt. It writes itself. It mm-hmm. is so easy. You don't make it about his mustache. You don't make it about male flags. You make Humbleton the, on the surface. It has. It looks perfect. It, it's exactly what Flanders wants, like you just said. But there's a. It has dark secret underneath. <gasps> and here, here's a free one. Simpson writers in two thousand five. We follow Flanders along in this new town, and he everything is perfect. He goes to work. Everyone's nice. Everyone, and so maybe something even people start picking up on his mannerisms. They start saying Oakley Doakley back to him, and he loves it. And then guess what happens? Sunday comes. It's time to go to church. No churches in town. Humbleton's oh, a, no. Humbleton's a secular town. We don't we don't have churches inside the city limits. Cut I mean, to... you don't even have to do that. You can make them all Catholic. We've all seen in several episodes how anti-Catholic Ned is. So many. It's that's what it, that's what I'm saying, Matt. It's so easy to do it that way, and they choose to make it about his mustache. Which when is Ned cared about? His, he literally rips off his mustache during the what episode is that? Is that the leprosy episode where he rips his mustache off? think so i don't yeah i think that's a leprosy episode um it's it's just crazy to me that i can just say oh it's a leprosy episode you remember the simpsons leprosy episode um uh-huh. I, I like it's never shown that flanders has this like so such attachment to his mustache and so <laughs> this is just madness ned ned says no i'm not gonna shave my mustache i'm gonna make a stand why why it makes no sense. He's like, it's my mustache. I'm not going to do it. And then they have a scene. They have a whole scene. They have a scene where Ned walks into the factory with his mustache on full display. And Bad Company plays while he's walking through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robbie, they also have a point at which he is mimicking Marilyn Monroe with a air draft from a great blowing up his shirt and mustache right in front of the entire town. I mean, <laughs> what? who is this? This is Ned. What is going on? This is not Ned Flanders. Why? Why is the scene in this episode? Why is Ned so care about his mustache? Why is Ned acting like he's Marilyn Monroe? Why is he rebelling all of a sudden? He wanted a calm, buttoned-up town. This is it is giving him exact. And here, Matt, I'm a. This is another layup. It is so easy. You make if you want to have a distinction between Ned in Springfield and Ned in Humbleton, you have him shave his mustache, and then when Homer comes to visit, he doesn't recognize Ned. He's like, Ned, what happened to your mustache? And at that point, Homer could maybe point out some of the things that Ned has changed about himself to fit into this new town. And then as Ned, when Ned comes back to Springfield, guess what? Isn't that mustache comes back? It is so easy. It's so, you make your characters visually distinctive and show that ex- the interior change on the exterior. It is so easy, so simple. They don't care about that. Instead, they make a they have they need this joke scene about Ned walking around the bad company by bad company from bad company. I had to say it. I had to do it, Matt. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that now the town hates him. The town, the entire town, hates Ned because he won't shave his mustache. Why? Why does this Bavarian village not not like a mustache? <laughs> Do we have a one reason? Did they ever say why one time? Uh, apparently they are so conservative 
that they're not okay with facial hair whatsoever. Why because that they... has always been a conservative bulwark of anti-facial hair. <laughs> Did Jesus say you can't have mustaches sometime? Did God say that one day in the Old Testament? Uh, no. no. I'm pretty sure. Robbie, I don't know if you realize this, but what God and Jesus have said and what conservatives have believed in, uh, they've differentiated quite a bit over the years. So this is a conservative talking point, not a religious one. Uh, either way, that like, there's, I, okay, I it doesn't make any, it makes, like, this is like, okay, oh boy. So, after this montage of Bad Company, uh, we cut back to Flanders, and we cut back to the, the Springfield to coach. Uh, where Coach is now, he's knocking out the power to the Simpsons uh, he, by cutting down trees um, and stealing Homer's gas, which Homer reveals that he, he, stole, from he stole from Flanders. You could have just not had that in there. Like, why would you, are we like, are you just saying like Coach and Homer are the same guy? Like, what are we, like, you're you're not helping me, you want me to be sympathetic for Homer. Reminding exactly what you were trying to do. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know. So at this point, Homer wants Flanders back. Coach is a jerk. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that they... Homer wants Flanders back. That's all that matters. That Homer goes, oh, Coach is a bad guy. I want Flanders back. And does Homer know all the... Does Homer know that Coach is a deadbeat? Uh, I don't believe so. How does he think this is going to work? Uh, That Flanders is going to show up and Coach is going to be scared and leave. Okay. So... Coach, uh, Homer goes to, does, did, did Ned even say that they were going where they were going? No, I don't believe so, no. Okay. Not that we saw. Homer, literally, next scene, uh, we have Flanders at his house. Homer shows up at the door. <gasps> Homer? What are you doing here? Oh, I was just driving around the mid-Atlantic states, ringing doorbells at random, and I just... Oh, who am I fooling with my awesome lies? I want you to come back to Springfield. Why? So you can make me a laughing stock again? No, I want to make you a respecting stock. I don't know if you've noticed, but I borrowed a lot of your stuff over the years. <laughs> well, that is true. In fact, shut up, Flanders. But some things I could never take from you. Your kindness, your gentle spirit. And your infinite patience with a big, dumb jerk like me. Oh, Ned, I don't deserve you as a neighbor. But will you forgive a young, handsome fool and come home? Homer, that's really touching. But my boys and I are trying to make a new start, and people here a little bit more my cup. Are there letters to pick up or no letters to pick up? I can't tell, and I'm looking right at it. Oof, that tears it. Boys, put on your goody two-shoes. We're moving back to Springfield. But I have a girlfriend. Now you got a pen pal. Yay! That made me laugh. I'll say that. That was, the, that, that that was my third. I had three laugh. laughs. I had three laughs in this episode. That was the third and final. Um, does not redeem this episode. I want to make that also clear. I do not, in no way, um, I agree that this episode is deemed by three. You would be right about that. Three laughs. So, like, and this is where we see that aforementioned flag and Ned decides that's the final straw. Homer comes here, com comes to him, makes this appeal. Is a still a jerk to him? Like, what? I don't get it. Uh, like, in what reality am I supposed to go, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Homer is a jerk to him to his face, and the people in Humbleton are upset because Ned's flag is not up or down all the way. 
So mm-hmm. Ned wants to go back to Springfield sure. for that, right? That's yep. Okay, <sighs> we're almost there. We're almost there. we're almost through this. So almost Flanders, and then we just cut. This is the end of the show. Literally, the, the like these are the two last scenes. We just cut back to Ned coming back to the house. So I don't. I've I have moved across the country before, Matt. It is not fun. No, I've done it multiple times. <laughs> I've done cross borders. And uh, it's not an easy thing. It's not quick. But we don't see any of that. We don't see a montage of moving. We don't get anything. We just cut to Flanders back at the house in Springfield asking Coach to leave. Uh, Coach says no, because of course not. If I'm Coach, at this point, not if I'm Coach, I'm also, I'm just going to say no, no. I'm, you know, I'm not going to move. Why would you, you already sold the house. Why would I move? Right. You're not, you're, that's a, you're acting like a crazy person. So Flanders at this point, <laughs> I, 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 this is what I have to believe, Matt. Okay. This is what I have to believe is that it's at this point, the writers realized we don't have a reason for coach to leave the house. So we need to come up with one. That's all I can come up with. Yep. So Flanders pulls out of his pocket. He pulls out of his pocket the check coach used to sell to buy the house with for two hundred thousand dollars. Matt, can I ask? I I know. Okay, I'm gonna. I like. Are do the writers think I don't know how checks work? I would have to assume. I mean, I don't have that much of a problem with this. That oh, coach paid for the house. With a $200,000 personal check. I understand how checks work, and that's fine. But one, if Flanders took a personal check for that much money, he's an idiot. Um, and two, he, he, he should have waited for that that, that money to, to clear before you know, well, that, you know, leaving. The fact that he was poor to begin with, and that's how this whole episode started, makes it even stupider. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, have the, like. Okay, I, I guess it's within reason that Ned would sell the the house himself, that he would not use a realtor. Uh, okay, I can buy that. I could even buy the Flanders is somehow so naive that he took a personal check. But he had to move and either rent or buy a house in Humbleton. With what money did he do that? Good question. How did he afford to move? How, like, where is this money coming from? This... If he bounced the check, he has no money. Did he just use credit cards? Flanders doesn't have credit cards. They're in gambling. <sighs> like, you're, they're just like, it's just like this house of lies that's just falling apart. And I, I know that the writers don't care. They never even thought about this for one second. They just went, oh, well, we need a reason, Coach, to leave. All right, his check bounced. So technically, Ned still owns the house. It doesn't work like that. I cannot. I'm just like, it, this is just like, why even bother? Like, who cares? At this point, why are we having checks bouncing? Why don't we just have Ned challenge him to combat for rights to the house and Ned beats him up? That's more entertaining, at least. Makes a little more sense, but I guess they were like, uh, that, that, that's not in, in Flanders' character. Well, here, this is how, this is what happens next, man. Coach attacks Ned because he pointed this out and Ned beats him up. Mm-hmm. I... Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I Ned has been shown as being like he's a big muscle man. They even show that earlier in this episode. Why he's in the bathtub? He's a big muscle man underneath his clothes. 
okay, fine. I I cannot under I cannot uh, understate that I don't care how much of a like coach could might be a terrible jerk, but if he's a wrestling coach, Ned is gonna get his butt whooped. He is gonna get manhandled by that man. That wrestling coach would destroy Ned, destroy him. But they just have Ned like turn it like Ned's the Terminator all of a sudden. Like why? Like why? Why is any of this happening? <sighs> and then Homer hits coach with a chair while he's on the while ground. He's down, of course. I don't. That's fine with me, honestly. I don't care. Coach has been a jerk. That's yeah. okay. I don't care. Um, and then then this is the final scene of this episode, man. <laughs> it's just it never stops. Homer has is has a welcome home. Are we to believe that this is just is this happening right after that Ned takes his house back? Of course, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, there is a church organ in the backyard that Homer has stolen from the church, and Mister Lombardo is playing it as everyone comes in to throw this welcome home party for Ned. Uh huh. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it for the thousandth time. I know that I'm not. The writers don't expect me to think about this end for more than ten seconds, but how? that church organ get to the back did homer like homer is just like the joker where he's just says like he's just chaos on the surface but underneath there's like all these nefarious plans always working because he got a church church or church organs are in- incredibly massive things they don't just move you have to hire people <laughs> uh-huh i feel like i'm losing i like i this week has tested my patience to its utmost degree and this episode has eroded what was left of it, man. I like I cannot. This episode it's okay, Robbie. We're is here just, for you. This episode is madness. None of it makes sense. It has three good jokes in it. That is all that is. In, it's and I would trade. I would trade all of those jokes for just to make sense for for a moment. Well, and so unfortunately, Robbie, that is not a trade the Simpsons writers are willing to make. No, they would rather have a couple bad, some a few okay laughs, and then just insanity. Um. That's how this episode ends, Matt. I can't take it. This episode's terrible. I hated it. <laughs> I hated this episode from beginning to end, except for those. I, even those. Th- this is the this is the thing. Right? This is the thing. I mentioned that I laughed those three times. Every time I laughed at this episode, it made me feel ashamed. That sounds about right. It made me go, Robbie, what are you doing? Why are you enjoying this at all? And I'm like, that's what the, that's the feeling. I it, it's engendered in me where I just go, oh, why? Like, oh, that bit was good. Oh, uh, but now we're back to Humbleton, PA, and Ned working at a factory. Like, why is he paint? Why is he making the figurines? Like, I don't. What does that have to do with anything? The figurines make the figurines themselves. It's are like, do I have to explain to the Simpsons writers what a metaphor is? Like, the figurines would represent a a, a quality of life, a, a, like, and as Ned himself says, a place that never existed. But they never explore that idea ever not even for a moment it becomes about a mustache like it's so stupid i cannot (sighs) it's okay robbie it's okay this episode is bad it should feel bad we know that now and we can 100 percent qualitatively say do not watch this episode no if you've gotten this far and you've yet to watch this, do not watch this episode this episode is miserable go watch it like i don't know like go watch a good one like i don't know that's my suggestion um we can rank it at the end of the show. You gotta ask me a question. Oh, sorry. Robbie, is this episode obviously broken? That's a different question, Matt. <laughs> sorry. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. Yes. 
Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Of course. It doesn't make it never makes sense. It it pivots four or five different times about what it's about. What is it saying? What is this episode about? Matt, can you tell me that? What does it want to be about even? Not even what it accomplishes. No what does it want to be about? I th- it like is it about like Homer not realizing what a good neighbor is until Ned, Ned is until he's gone? Is that what it's about? Or is it about Ned realizing the what a good what spring what Springfield does have and what he cherishes about Springfield? Or is it about Ned uh being betrayed by the town and losing the town losing his trust? Like, I, like it doesn't it doesn't do any of those things well it, it barely like it just glance like you said man there's like multiple plots and they just kind of glance at them like why is there all this stuff about an indie movie theater at the beginning of this episode like why like why is there this plot about two college girls on doing a cam show where they lightly touch each other with pillows fully clothed that i'm supposed to think is like scandalous oh my god not fully clothed women lightly hitting each other with pillows <laughs> scandalous uh like if you want to make a joke about how ned thinks that is so dirt dirty you have to like do that joke then man the joke's there if you want to make a point about how ned thinks that's terrible where everyone else is like and Ned, it's not that bad like like they did a whole episode where they had a burlesque like ugh. Mason Derriere. That was the whole thing. Why is Homer so upset that Bart is looking at women in pajamas? Or and I didn't even mention that whole scene where Marge drags Homer in b- around by his ear and just tortures him. I'm like, that's domestic violence, brother. Why are you doing that? Don't have don't have spouses hurting each other. Like, what on earth are you doing in your television show? <sighs> what is this episode about? What are okay? So, Matt, we don't know what this episode actually is about. What do we make it about? Okay, we need to pick one. Can it, it either has to be the town losing Flanders' trust because of not telling him about the girls in his uh, rented room, which I think is a much weaker plot, or it can be about Flanders moving away for some reason, uh, real or imagined, and finding out that Springfield is a better match for him than somewhere he thinks on the surface is better. I think that second one is a better start to the episode. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I don't want... I really don't want that cam girl crap in here. It's so stupid. It is just the dumbest. And it never, it moves on so quickly from it anyway. Um, Like, literally, throw away the entire first act. Mm-hmm. Don't have anything involved with it. Do we keep Coach? <sighs> you can, if you get rid of that first act, because I think there'll be more time for Coach to be a bad narrative, one that is not so outright obnoxious, where it takes Homer a little while to realize how bad of a neighbor he is and how much Flanders was a better neighbor overall. Like he just has to be stuff. He has to basically be Homer and Homer has to realize, Oh, I don't want to live next to myself. I want to live next to someone like Flanders. So you can keep him, but you really have to change the kind of person he is. And and you have to do that in both places. Like have, right. You have it in Humbleton. You have Flanders coming to that same realization. And it really, I like you, you don't need, like if you're going to have Flanders leave, it has to be for a reason it has to be for a good reason. And I don't like having betrayed by the town. It's so like I've seen Hurricane Nettie, like his house got destroyed. He's so upset by a couple of women in the house that he's you invited them in, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
it doesn't really matter how you get there, honestly. Like, it just has to be, like, a substantial, like, oh, I, and maybe it's simply Ned gets embarrassed by the town, or he's trying to teach his kids something, and the, and they, like, if you want to make it about porno, then just, like, oh, there's a porno theater in town, and Ned wants to get it removed, and it, and it is, it won't, because, like, of laws. Like, that's, that's what causes him to leave. Yeah. Like, make it about it, not just, like, this timid, like, oh, no, women with clothes on. Um, it's more about just the execution once you get, like, yeah, you have Coach in here. Coach has to be a character. He has to be a real person. This coach, this coach, this character, what are, this quote-unquote character is not one. He is just a stereotype. And it, it, like, it relies on the broadest generalizations to make itself work. You've got to have him be a, 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 a real person. And when Ned comes back, you have to have him, like, when Ned goes Humbleton, you have to have Ned go, oh, this is actually not the place I thought it would be. Um, and it has all the problems Springfield has and maybe more. Maybe he, maybe his new neighbor is, is worse than Homer. You don't like, there's so many, so much avenues you could explore. They don't, there's no time in this episode for anything. So they don't explore any of it. That stuff would be fun. Comparing, contrasting Homer and Ned's relationship with their new neighbors. That's how you would do it. And they don't talk, they don't do that at all. It's about, it comes about a mustache. It doesn't, the, I, I can't, I, I just, it boggles my mind, Matt. Like, I'm still coming back to the fact that, like, oh, yeah, he moves to this town because they make these little idyllic figurines, and he wants that kind of idyllic life. And then the episode goes, no, but what if he actually worked in the figurine factory? And you're like, what? I'm like, I'm just yeah, like, Landers used to be a pharmacist. Have him be a pharmacist again. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> like, my brain just, like, revolts. Like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you, like, my brain, like, uh, the, 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 the bit with Homer when his brain leaves. That's like what's happening to me when I'm watching this episode. I'm like, they're like, no, I'm checking out, man. You got this fun. You're on your own. You can deal with this. Not, I'm, I don't need this. But I, I mean, that's Matt. What we are that loose assemblage of a plot is ten thousand already ten times more cohesive than what this is. Absolutely. Don't have why? Why is Bart out in the yard like a dog? Why does Homer steal a church organ? How? Why? Like, there's just why is Jason Bateman in this? We didn't even mention Jason Bateman. He briefly appeared. Oh yeah, on, we were totally forgot about that. He briefly appeared on television for a show called uh, uh, Chop Shop, where they stole all the parts to his car. Like it's a because it's a bad reality. It's like pranked or whatever the show was called with Kel Ashton Kutcher, Kelso. What was that show called? Uh, did uh, Kelso was in it. Yeah, I don't remember. And then they brought it back. Yeah, of course they did. With a different guy? Mm-hmm. Remember Ashton Kutcher? Punked. Punk. That was it. It's like that. Ashton Kutcher was in Two and a Half Men. You remember that? I do remember he uh, he uh, the, made it uh, after Charlie Sheen left. So, sort of an upgrade. Remember that 70s show? That was a good show. Was, <sighs> Turns out half the people on it were awful people, but, you know. Yeah, the show itself was very funny. Um, Anything not to talk about this. I mean, I think that's, I think that's. I think that's good enough. I don't know. I just, I, I, I just, I'm so tired. Um, we can move on. <laughs> Our next segment is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I look through the nohomers dot net forum and see what people thought of the episode when it came out. Over the years, honestly, the poll stays open, but I, if you were expecting them to dislike it, Matt, you'll be sorely disappointed. Oh, because they they liked it a lot. They thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Uh, 35% gave it a 4 out of 5, and 31% gave it a 5 out of 5. Um, that's the vast majority of people gave, liked it a lot. Loved it or liked it. Um, I pulled, I, I literally, I searched through the entire episode posting. Six pages of forum comments. Not one person who left a review gave it a 1 out of 5. Not one. Zero. Wow. Zero people. Um, first review, five out of five. Classic. I cannot honestly remember a single thing about this episode that did not appeal to me. Really? Really? Uh, next, I really liked it. The plot was entertaining enough, and there were plenty of big laughs. Finally, Jimmy Fallon gets his comeuppance. Liked Homer trying to be nice to coach after learning from Ned's leaving, in particular, four out of five. That was my other. That was my third laugh. Was the Jimmy Fallon joke? I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next up, nothing special, but all right. And for some reason, I particularly like Dan's reading of the line. It was just too funny. But enough of the cat lady already. Three out of five. And finally, eh, two out of five. Just wasn't interesting. There are a couple of good jokes, but the story got boring after the first ten minutes. No one, really? is a, no one out of five. Really? No one out of five. Man. This episode, of all the things it is, it is not boring. Like, I feel like that's like, is that the, I might be the only metric they're measuring by. They're like, oh, this episode, is it, is it lulling at all? Is there any moment, is there even a moment to breathe? Oh, there is? Fill it with more crap. There's, let's have more crap happen. There's a, we have to have a montage of Flanders with a mustache. Okay. All right. We're, I, guys out there, this this segment is probably not long for this world. We're going to fill it with something else. Probably something that's more interesting, because I'm very tired of this every week. Oh, they love it. Of course they do. Why would I expect anything else at this point? I'm the idiot <laughs> for expecting that's something. That's accurate. I mean, I tell myself that every week, Matt, before we record. Man, I'm an idiot. Why am I doing this to myself? Um, That'll do it for us. For uh, Not for us. For that segment, it is time for the next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week. This one's your favorite religious episode. Lots of great answers. Appreciate everyone took the time. Matt, take it away. All righty. So uh, our first response is from... Why did my page jump around? Sorry. From Brandon. Homer the Heretic. I'm a sucker for Foundation episodes that set the tone for a character or the show. In this case, they showed they could incorporate a humor into a show about religion without being disrespectful or mean to any side. Hard agree, Brennan. Uh, from Matthew, Bart sells his soul. Starting with the scathing indictment of organized religion, I don't hear scrubbing through Bart's literal dark night of the soul. This episode packs more humor at heart in 22 minutes than most TV shows do in entire seasons. Bart's final prayer and Lisa's gift at the end are beautiful and one of the best Bart Lisa moments in this series. Plus, Alf is back in pog form. Uh, from Benjamin, Homer the Heretic is my all-time favorite episode. Uh, from Tim, Homer the Heretic hits very close to home. As a teenager, there was indeed a Sunday where I faked an illness to stay home at church. They at home and avoid church. Yes, I watched football and ate pancakes with an ungodly amount of syrup. I also let the exchange between Lovejoy and Apu near the end of the episode. Lovejoy, he was working in the hearts of your friends and neighbors when they went to your aid. Whether Christian, Jew, or miscellaneous. Apu, I'm Hindu. There are 700 million of us. Lovejoy, oh, that's just super. Uh, from Andy, as much as I love Homer the Heretic, I'm going with Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. It's a throwback to the days when Homer isn't being jerk-ass Homer. He actually shows a real human side and comes to his senses after his conscience gets the best of him. Also, this is the first experience, uh, first appearance of Troy McClure. My goodness, that was a while ago. Uh, from Derek, Homer the Heretic for me. It's so relatable. Even to this day, despite us still being in lockdown here in Ireland and all the churches are closed for service, my mom still wanted me to venture out in the freezing cold on Christmas Eve and stand in the church car park, church car park for socially distanced outside mass. Uh, no thanks, Mother Dear. I'm quite all right. 
I love how Homer is also in the wrong here in that instead of admitting he is profoundly lazy, he almost convinces himself the religion he's founded is legit. This episode has some things to say about the banality of religion. I know the Simpsons always took pride in having no real message, but there's definitely substance here. Unlike TGI Doomsday, where I felt like they were going to maybe attempt to say something, but ultimately said nothing at all and wasted 22 minutes of your time. I, that's my favorite. You, rest, my favorite chain restaurant is TGI Doomsday. <laughs> it's like TGI Fridays, but everything's about the end of the world coming soon. Where's the lie? Uh, from at yeah, from at the Andrew blog. Uh, shout out to Homer the Heretic, an uproariously funny episode that helps Homer reconcile his faith with his all-around laziness. Homer's conversations with God are a hoot, and the notion of the divine working in the hearts of his friends and neighbors is an uplifting one. Uh, from at Energy Turtle. Hurricane Nettie. Although it's not overtly religious, it shows a man of faith really grappling with what he believes. It didn't make Flanders a Pollyanna who believed God was good no matter what. It made him confront his beliefs when he was down. Uh, from at L. Columbia 88. Homer the Heretic. It's a solid episode with heart that touches on more than just Christianity. And it gave us Homer as a toasty cinnamon bun. Uh, from at Hippie 200. Bart sells his soul. I'm not religious myself, so to me, Bart's soul in this episode is a metaphor for what makes us empathetic and able to love. Basically, everything that is fine inside us, like Lisa says. The plot is perfect, and the jokes are some of the funniest out there. Uh, from Matt D. Coruscant, the answer is Bart sells his soul, but for the variety, I'll say home sweet, home diddly, home dumb diddly doodly, because, oh, Bartholomew, I feel like St. Augustine of Hippo after his conversion by Ambrose of Milan. I said, shut your ugly face, Flanders. Uh, from yet, uh, yes, it's Aaron. Bart sells his soul for a few reasons. Millhouse actually having the upper hand in the Garden of Eden and the robot dream suits, plus Uncle Moe's brief success must have been an act of God. <laughs> so true. Robbie, what you got? Uh, my answer is Bart Sells Soul. This is not a tough one for me. Bart Sells Soul is one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, top five. And it it is one of the, I would say, perfect episodes of The Simpsons. And it works in basically all contexts. Like, it, it, it works as a context, like, it's not religious at all. Like, it doesn't, his soul in that, in the in this instance, doesn't have to be about his spirit and afterlife and all that stuff. It 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 can just be about... It could be a, a kind of a metaphor for many, many different things, and that is really impressive, uh, like as a as an act of craft, even. Um, but it also does just simply work on the base level, where it's just about Bart, like trying to reclaim a part of himself that he's lost, and it's really sad at parts. It's really beautiful, and it's really hilarious. It has everything. Um, it truly is incredible. Um, what is your answer, Matthew? I'm gonna actually go with the joy of sect. Uh, a lot of people don't think about uh, cult as a religion, but for the people in the cult, it absolutely is. It is their religion. Uh, and I also really enjoyed the commentary on the difference between cult and religion throughout the episode. Uh, honestly, it's probably not the best one, but it's one of my favorites in terms of you know how they dig into what makes a cult different from a religion. I mean, I think that in establishing, you know, by by painting that, you know, trying to demonstrate that there isn't necessarily much of a difference aside from how ingrained they are in society it is about religion you know to a certain extent uh next week's question what is your favorite episode after season 10 oh no robbie that's there season are no good episodes after that's, season 10 there are good episodes after season 10 season 11 after season 11 and up after season 10 challenge you guys out there um i'll post this question all our places online twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. And I also put on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I post it publicly. You don't have to support us if you don't want to. You know, we do appreciate those people. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the trivia. Ugh, the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T.
No trivia challenges. For, no Google trivia challenges for Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard to try and stump the other. Um, there are this episode and next week's episode, Matt. We have two episodes left, and this episode, this season's over. And I have. I know. I'm worried mine aren't hard enough. I have a three point lead. I need to play defense. I need to go. To, I need to go to like uh, cover four prevent. That's what I need to do. Just drop all. Drop the safeties back. Play zone. Keep you. Keep you in front of me. That's all I gotta do. Football, more of a football metaphor. Um, you ready for an easy question? Ready. These are all from when Flanders failed. Okay. Uh, Flanders quits his job to do what in when Flanders failed? Uh, I believe that is start the leptorium. That is correct. All right. Uh, your questions are all from Deep Space Homer. Uh, who wins the Worker of the Week award instead of Homer in Deep Space Homer? Is it like I want to? Isn't it? It's an inanimate carbon rod. You are correct. Okay, I was like, I'm trying to like, I know that's a joke that he that, but I was like, is that actually what I, like? I was like, I know that the the okay, all right. I'm, I I I overthink myself sometimes. Your meme question: What song do they sing at the end of the episode? What song do they sing at the end of? Hmm. What happens at the end? All I can think is that stupid Starshine episode or a song from uh, the X Files episode for some reason. Uh. I don't know. Uh, tomorrow from Annie. I have no clue. <laughs> Gray's eyes are gonna clear up. That's on, it. Damn so it. put on a happy face. Put on a happy face. Sung by uh, many, 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 many different people over the years. Okay. Uh, your question. How much does the NASA guy, one of the NASA guys, wager on a fight between Homer and Barty in their training? A dollar. Ooh, sorry. It's 400 quatloos. 400 quat? What's a quatlu? It's from an episode of Star Trek. <sighs> course i should have known original series i yeah i know i'm that's i've not watched all of the original series i'm unbelievably i know i haven't either honestly you don't need, you don't need to watch all of it <laughs> there you go watch the no one does really. watch the, all the episodes that people say are the best ones go watch those those are still very good but those yeah the, 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 the like do you really need to see the one where they go to the gangster planet no i don't think so no no, no. all right matt your hard question what is Homer watching on television before he's tempted over to the Flanders barbecue? The Flanders, what is he watching? Uh, so they're going to have a barbecue. He's just sitting there. The whole family is over there. Um, oh, oh, um, he is watching Canadian football. I need, need you to be more specific. Oh, dang it. That's the best I got. I'm sure it's something involving Saskatchewan and Alberta. I don't know. He was watching that. You're very close, but I can't. It's a hard question. You got to be specific. It is the Canadian Football League draft. Oh, the draft. Okay. They do mention the Saskatoon Rough Riders. Saskatoon, of course, not Saskatchewan. How dare I? All right. I mean, Sask- 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 Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan, so I would hope. Yeah. Anyway, I've, I've been. I've, hey, Matt, I've been to Saskatoon. Oh, really? Is it a big city? For Saskatchewan? Yes. Okay. Any other context? No, it is not. Okay. Your hard question for today. What show beats the space shuttle launch in the ratings? Oh, um, you're beaten by a repeat of... Is it a real show? Can you tell me that? No. Damn. It's not a real show or you're not going to tell me? It's not a real show. Oh, okay, great. There's absolutely no way I get it. Uh, we are beaten by a repeat of President Chimp. Mm, I'm sorry. It is a Connie Chung Christmas. Connie Chung Christmas. Well, you know what? 
Matt, I'm okay because you didn't make up any ground on me. I know. If only I had one... to know the Canadian Football League draft. It's a hard question. Not as hard as last week's question, though. I tried to get. I tried to be fair. And I thought you might know put on a happy face. I was kind of worried about that. I know, um, I know. For some reason, I just couldn't hear it in my head. Gray skies are going to clear up. I, that's what I keep telling myself, Matt. Mm-hmm. So, Matt and I, I still have a three-point lead. We have one episode remaining this season. I can maybe... I got to hold out. I got to hold out, Matt. I can do it. Right? Right. Yep. Totally. Okay. Uh, Matt's going to like... He's, Matt's going to take off his... Uh, his... His... Uh, blinders kid gloves he's gonna take off the training wheels next week and just run over me like a freight train um get six points and i'm gonna get one and matt's gonna take the lead and win it's already happening i'm calling it now i'm calling my shot that i'm gonna lose by that uh we can't move on to our final segment segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I rank the episodes got a quirk loose we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are Oh, okay. Uh, let's scroll down. Oh, there we go. Down here. Let's get down here. Down at the bottom. This episode. Oof, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's very bad. Um. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Scroll wheel's getting a workout. It is. It's not. I don't know if it's the worst of the worst. I did, I laughed three times. So, you know, that's something. Plot makes literally no sense. Um, hmm. I'm kind of looking in the... I don't know. Let's start with this. Let's start with the Zif who came to dinner. Okay. All right. All right. The Zif who came... That's 313. Is this better or worse than the Zif who came to dinner? I would say worse just because it's so muddled in terms of plot. Uh, if it was about one thing, it might be better. But at least the Ziff who came to dinner, I recall laughing once or twice. In this episode, it was only minor jokes that came and went that made me feel that way. I don't know if this episode's any funnier than the Ziff who came to dinner, Matt, but I do think that the Ziff who came to dinner, just by the mere presence of Artie Ziff, is is a more like enjoyable episode. It's more likable. Mm-hmm. I think I think John Lovitz buoys the episode to a certain extent. Um, future drama, a recent episode. Uh, very bad episode yeah. as well, uh, where they just kind of ignore, ignore everything. Um, I'll say that this is this is, oh boy, Ugh, this is like choosing picking your poison. Um, I think this is just better than future drama. I would agree. Future drama is just outright bad. This episode at least gives us some interesting Flanders moments, even if they're weird. Yeah, I don't like I I think there are like interesting bits in here that could be salvaged in a better episode. You know, like I I think the idea of Flanders collecting his figurines and seeing them as like a portal into like this idyllic life he'd love to lead, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting idea. And they just don't ever get anywhere with it. You know, and it that's it's it's kind of very, it's very frustrating and disappointing when you get an episode like that where it's just like, "Oh, there's these little interesting bits of bobs here where you go, "Oh, that could be turned into something." But it doesn't you know it goes to a figurine factory and then they want him to shave his mustache and you're like what's going on mm-hmm. um but still futurama is also just devoid of laughter um and it's just as nonsensical and they try to hide it because it's the future but it doesn't make any sense so it makes as, just as much sense as this episode frankly i mean they're underwater cities <laughs> it doesn't and one flying car that doesn't really work very well and you're like okay but why you know could you 
So that's a new number 314 on the list, Home Away from Homer, right below this if it came to dinner, right above Future Drama, new number 123 in the Post Golden Years ranking. We're not done, though, Matt. So we have one final question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Is there anything in this that is worth salvaging? Keeping around? I don't, I, th- I don't, I don't think I, so. No, I don't. I can't. I don't even want, like, I... Cause I, I, I like Flanders as a character. I want to see more of him, but this episode does him dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the scale of character assassination, Simpsons episodes, it's not super high on that list, but it's not good. Um, so many of them are Flanders, though, man. Why? Why, why do they do this? I don't know. I can think of, like, at least four character assassination Flanders episodes off the top of my head. And there's probably more. Like, why would you do that? Why That poor man. <laughs> he's lost so much. He's he's lost two wives. <laughs> and then there's multiple episodes where they just do him dirty. Make him dumb. Uh, and Homer is also miserable in this house. So, so no, they don't, they don't need this. Like, I don't think we need this. So you know what we say, Matt? Shoot it out of the cannon. Fire the cannon! Goodbye. Goodbye, Home Away from Homer. Um, we're not done, though, yet, Matt, because we we have to uh, go up to the top of the list, work our way down. We're at number 39 on the list, which is Lisa on Ice. Love Lisa on Ice. Lisa on Ice is great. It's a great episode. Matt disagrees. There is zero doubt in my mind that this should be in the canon. No, of course. It's fantastic. Of course it's in the canon, but it is a lovely episode. Matt. Like, it is a great Bart Lisa episode. An episode written by Mike Scully, inexplicably. <laughs> So that Mike Scully has created good television in his lifetime. He's probably created a lot of it. Just also has created some of the worst. He's overseen the creation of some of the worst. I mean, he helped create like Parks and Rec, I think, as well. You know, well regarded. I'm just saying that the episode that he was the showrunner for The Simpsons has him overseen some of the worst. Oh yeah, yes, indeed. Um, Lisa and Isaac, yeah, of course, it's part of the canon. It's a beautiful, lovely episode. Um, that'll do it for us today. Before we go, you can find me online. Let's see. Now, before we go, here, this I gotta do this in order, right? Simpsonshow.com is our website. has links to everything, uh, to this list, to uh, our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw us the show a couple of dollars. We'd really appreciate you. Get a bunch of bonus material thrown along with that. Um, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, where you can find links to purchase all my hard novels, my newest novel, Splatterfest, is a slasher whodunit uh, in the style of Scream about a horror film convention where the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one. Read it. You can buy it on Amazon, read for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is correct. I do not participate in social media because I spent all my times uh, playing with cats. And uh, you can see those adorable cats at Kitten Turns on uh, Instagram, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. And you can see why I have no time for anything else. They are adorable cats. Make it very they fun. are, and they need homes. They're very sweet. So you're in Florida, or if you want to travel to Florida to adopt some kittens, hey, I'm not or saying just happen to be nearby. Or yeah, maybe hey, maybe you're going to Disney, and I mean I wouldn't suggest that right now, but later in the year perhaps you're going to Disney. Hey, pick up a cat. It's a vacation kitten that you take home. Yes, but you know, be a good person and make sure that that you will never ever be mean to the cat, such as declawing it or letting it outside, except on a leash, which is adorable. If you can get your cat on out on a leash, I am envy you. 
Well, leash. I've got several cats that, that are okay with that. I have a, I put a leash on Harvey. He like he turns off. Like he literally, it's like a, you push the off button. He just turns. He stops being a cat. <laughs> and I just there's nothing we can do about poor it. Poor Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, poor Harvey. Empty-headed idiot. All right, uh, I'll do it. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching this episode. Shh.